This episode of Neon Black is brought to you by Honeybolt CBD. We love Honeybolt over here. They're a family-run business who have been in the CBD game forever. All Honeybolt's products are organic, third-party lab-tested, full-spectrum, and made right here in the USA. Neon Black listeners get 30% off their first order using code Neon Black, or one word, that's N-E-O-N-B-L-A-C-K. And it can be used site-wide for CBD vape pens, CBD hemp flour, sports balm, tinctures, gummies, and they even have dog treats. And right now, they're giving away a free CBD face mask with every single order. So check them out at www.honeybolt.com and don't forget to use promo code NEONBLACK to get 30% off. That's www.honeybolt, H-O-N-E-Y-B-O-L-T.com. Neon Black. I'm Shane Gilmore. I'm Ryan Jason. And I'm Seb Weber. And we are here to talk about shit that does not matter. At all. Not At one all. bit. But before we get started, we do have to do a big shout out to the uh, to the people that did contribute last week to our Patreon uh, message. Thank you so much. I'm clapping right now. There's Seb. Uh, we really, really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give you the spiel again. You but love us. You really love well, us. Well, it was impressive, man. We got, you know, we got some real fans out there and we really appreciate it. So... Patreon helps creative businesses like ours uh, with fundraising and to improve the quality of our shows, our productions, our planning. So uh, we're going to do this every few shows, but we're going to ask you for your help with donations as little as five bucks a month. So we're asking for your help. With donations as little as five bucks a month, you can make sure Neon Black continues to thrive and push our bullshit opinion of music, culture, films, fashion, and all things that really aren't important forward. And uh, I just want to, I like to reiterate this because I think it's important when it comes to things like Patreon. Um, where does our money go? Each donation, it doesn't go to us, the hosts. It goes towards our infrastructure costs, like our excellent production team and uh, our producers who each week help plan and craft each show and help us with things like guests and help us basically book Will Runzel's Ubers yeah. when he comes in. Will Runzel's <laughs> Ubers and uh, uh, gas for his Ducati. And gas for his Ducati. But, um, <laughs> so if you feel like it, help us out. Go to patreon.com forward slash neon black podcast and you can check out our various support tiers and help us continue to grow and get in the right direction. And we really, really, really appreciate it. So that's patreon.com forward slash neon black podcast. Is there a way, JSO, I mean, uh, is there a way on the Patreon when somebody say they sign up for you know five bucks or ten bucks or twenty bucks that they there's an option that we can give them a shout out on the show yeah we should do that is there a way on the patreon to put if if a, when when someone donates five ten twenty dollars to uh to to do an option for a shout out on the show or something yeah there is actually we should do that shout outs call-ins Make fun of Seb. Ask Seb a yeah. question. I think we actually got a shout out request from a guy called Lawrence. So oh, we did, we did. Lawrence. Big up, Lawrence. Thanks, Lawrence. Thank you for uh, thanks for listening. Thank we, you for listening. We, we really you. appreciate it, dude. We appreciate you. And uh, uh, you know, who I have a shout out to. I don't know if you guys know, we have a new or we have an updated uh, theme song. PJ, fucking redid our song and it's a banger. Fuck yeah, PJ. better than the old piece of shit we had. PJ, good job, dude. I like it a lot. Love that's, you guys. So thanks. it's Patreon dollars. I have the Patreon dollars at work, dude. Right he's been there. working. At, he's been work. Hey, PJ, Cliff Martinez would be proud. That's all uh, I'm gonna thanks. say. That's thanks. all I'm gonna say. Thanks. Cool. We, Thank we, you. We we love it. Uh, n- uh, new album announcements. Uh, Tiana Taylor, uh, very talented R&B songstress. Part of Good. Part of Surgical Summer. Is um, she that important anymore though? I think she. I think her album was the most underrated part of Surgical Summer. I was think, she the chick in that really hot video where, like, yes, the, the Kanye, Kanye did video. that like Chicago house tune yep. thing? Yeah, yeah, she's. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think she had the most underrated album of Surgical Summer. Uh, obviously, not as good as our boy Pusha T's, but underrated. Uh, so she's releasing a new album. It's called The Album in June. Uh, G Easy, which we're going to listen to uh, a new track soon, announces uh, that he's going to be releasing the album Everything Is Stranger here. June 5th, and we have confirmation. Oh, um, just before we get into that, big shout out to Lauren Dunn, uh, an awesome director from LA who did all his artwork and she did all his photography, which is oh, great. Great. Good shout out to Lauren. Uh, and then we do have confirmation, but no date. Uh, uh, Brock Anthem has been releasing songs. We've been playing them on the show. 
they've been calling it the lockdown series, but from now the understanding is those are songs that did not make this album that's going to be coming out. Oh, wow. So there is an album coming out this summer from Brockhampton. So all the songs that we've been playing on here, they're not even putting on the album. Mm. And there's I three like more. Move. There's three more that just came out today, but I figured we've been, we've been playing Brockhampton three. You weeks know why that's row. genius, don't you, Seb? Because that's for sure going to be enough singles to count towards one of their albums. Mm-hmm. Probably. The label. Probably. And they'll just bundle it at some point. Yeah. They'll be like, actually, it's it'll, a double disc. It'll, it'll just, a double disc. Yeah. They'll just do like a like a re-release or a mm-hmm. special edition. Yeah. Oh, we're just going to add in a couple of our hits. Boom, number one. So yeah. Uh, let's let's get into the to some of that culture. Uh, uh, Naomi Osaka, female tennis player, which is, I know boys tennis, but uh, this is this is really interesting. Uh, she is officially the highest paid female athlete in history, uh, according to Forbes. the The Japanese Haitian athlete earned a total of thirty seven point four million in prize money and endorsements between June 20, June of twenty nineteen and May of twenty twenty. Um, she has sponsors such as Nissan, uh, Nike, uh, Motor, Shiseido, Yonex. Uh, Mastercard, all sorts of stuff, but uh, the, she's she barely edged out Serena Williams, who's been the the who who who's been the the perennial leader uh, for quite a while by by one point four million. So, oh. well, don't forget her biggest sponsor is her Nike deal. She got ten million from Nike last year. That's Serena or Osaka? Osaka, Osaka, Osaka. Yeah, I, I I actually like how Nike is smart. If they, I think it's it was probably Nike that released that number just to kind of be like, I'm hey, sure. look. But it does still, f- I mean. Look, she's great. I, I, you guys, she I is I'm sure great. you guys aren't familiar with her. She's fucking, I, she's brilliant. She's awesome I follow all of her games. Yeah, um, matches they're called. But yeah. Yeah. She had a great year though, didn't she? She beat one, Serena. She's the number yeah, one player yeah, exactly. in the world, yeah. My point is this though, it still does feel pretty disproportion- disproportionate though, doesn't oh, considering, it? No. Considering Roger Federer makes about 100 a year. Yeah, 37 <laughs> minutes. That's what, that's like uh, two months of Steph Curry's probably like income. 37, 37 million yeah, but for this, a year. Yeah, but the this argument paid. always goes back what is that? To, what is that in foot? What is that in terms of the highest paid footballer? Half uh, a season? Are you talking about American football or soccer? Yeah, true. Who? Who cares? Whatever's well, got the more money. Okay. So Ronaldo. America, Cristiano Ronaldo. He's the highest yeah, paid. He makes he, he makes well over he's the second highest paid yeah, yeah. athlete in the entire world. Who's the number one? Is it Lewis Hamilton or Tiger Woods? It's one of them. No, number one is uh Ronaldo was number it's one. no it is Ronaldo. So it he's was, gotta be it was Mayweather and then now it's Ronaldo. So we're talking probably close to a billion a year. And Federer, I think, is number five. Right. So not, we're talking not a billion a year. So we're talking anywhere no, between five hundred million and what? Not no, 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 no. A highest paid player is like hundred and twenty five million. Yeah. All right. It's still pretty fucking disproportionate. Yeah. yeah, now that's not net worth, that's just what they make that year. Yeah, but I would say if you if you actually analyze, because this this argument always comes up, and you can't compare the numbers of NBA, NFL, uh, European soccer to any women's sport like WNBA is yeah, abysmal. The only thing that kind of you kind of can, mm, but kind of only just, on like the the US the, the teams US stuff. teams. Yeah, that's true. And then but. But female women's tennis is probably one of the strongest. Probably, rated. It probably it is. is the strongest. But the interesting thing about female tennis is, I don't know if people know this. You know they play less sets than men in majors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but don't they play they, the best of three and men play the best of five. But don't they it's run? The, don't they? They they run almost the. I'm trying to get my wording right. On on things like when we be sexist on this when, show. When no 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 when things like uh, Wimbledon and the U.S. Open, they run those games. At the same time, they run the male games. No, right? different days. Yeah, different. But but in like it's the feature, like the feature finals, like on a Saturday for mm-hmm. women's and Sunday for right. men's. But it's not the same with like you know uh, the Sunday's big game and then like yes. oh yeah, it's the not, WNBA it's, and NBA. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, its own yeah, yeah. showcase for the most part. Yeah, it takes it'll take over even when they're, they're both is, playing at the base top at the bull top uh, when it's you know because during the middle of those tournaments. Both women and men are playing. Sometimes it's a women, it's, it's a women's match on center court. Yeah. yeah, so it's a so tennis is probably the it's the closest closest and most even because they have the same amount of they it's give also, it the same profile. It's also I would guess, and I don't know a ton about soccer. It's probably the like the 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 discrepancy of of uh, physical dominance is is probably the smallest between the two because like obviously like basketball. LeBron is way bigger than every other woman out mm-hmm. there. Steph Curry's, you know, could probably, you know, the I don't two, know. Steph's pretty small, but would you say so? Tennis is probably the most popular women's sport. Because, um, like, I'll watch a tennis match sometimes, a uh, women's tennis match. Like, you're, 
I'll you watch know. the other thing. I'll watch. Well, that's oh, what I'm Osaka's saying. great. But that's what I'm Osaka's saying. You'll, you'll watch it as I'll, part of the. But I'll U- tell you who's who's going to completely knock her off. There's a 16 year old American named Coco Goff that's going to knock her. Yeah. But, 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 but that's exactly my point. You'll watch it because it's part of the U.S. Open, whereas the female matches aren't part of the Premier League. You sure. see what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's like well, it's not, disjointed the, from the beginning. The other thing is too, our women's American soccer team is really really good, and our yeah. men's team has historically been really really bad. So I think as Americans, we like winners and. We get behind the women's team and, a lot more. And I remember last team. year, Nike really started putting advertising money behind the female soccer team. I don't know if you remember all that. They did all yeah. the building wraps downtown. It was amazing. Yeah, there was, I mean. Who was it that took their, that took their shirt off with the Nike sports bra? Uh, that was in the late 90s. Yeah. I can't, oh, uh, Hope it, Solo? No, no. Hope Solo is the one that's had all the problems. I can't remember then. her name. Yeah. My yeah. point exactly. Can't remember. <laughs> anyway, name. but I was going to say like the other the other women's sport that I think is picking up a lot of steam. Surprisingly, of all of them is MMA. Well, oh um, yeah, because they run those at the same yeah, exact MMA, time. As MMA men's. is picking. That's a good point. MMA, yeah, MMA makes me uncomfortable though. Like yeah. that last one where those those oh. chicks beat the fuck out of each other. Dude, Holly Holm just fucking. Oh, oh god. Ronda Rousey was like the most important name in the UFC for a quick minute. Yeah, that's true. I mean, she does look like a brick. House. No, just a oh, break. Gotcha. She's pretty square. You wouldn't want to fuck. You wouldn't want to fucking. She's like rock solid. Seb, did you have uh, when you were a when you were a wee lad growing up in the UK uh, on your farm? Uh, did you guys have Indiana Jones when you were growing up? Yeah, of course. I grew okay, up. It was I, a big thing. Just I grew up. Sure. I grew up in England, not fucking Somalia. I don't know. Sometimes you didn't know who Selena was. There's, you know, there's some things that like you. That's different. Selena and Indiana Jones <laughs> are completely different. No, but there's things that I think Shane and I would assume you would know that made it across the pond that you have no idea about. Or like it wasn't just as you know about it, but it wasn't as big of a deal. Like or, Indiana Jones was was. To me, it's like it's as big as Star Wars or it's as big yeah. as... It is as big know. as Star Wars. It's big as E.T. I mean, it was yeah. like... It's the same way as you saying like you were so shocked that we didn't think Blur was like massive like yeah. you did. Perfect example. I Very well. Uh, Blur is a good band. Woohoo. Great song. Whatever the fuck song it's called. Two. <laughs> song two. <laughs> great song. Woohoo. Great song. Uh, the Gorillas, Awesome band. But they were... They're, like Blur was just not as big as Oasis over here. Not even close. Uh, but anyways, so we have news on Indiana Jones 5. That um, they announced uh, last month or the month before that Spielberg had been, had dropped out as director. Good. Yeah, I don't think anybody was too bummed about that that one, considering how bad that a Indiana Jones four was, and then b kind of how I don't know that you could call Steven Spielberg's career in the last fifteen years bad, but it hasn't been good. I kind of want to go back and watch it now that I've gained so much more respect for Shia. I kind of want to go back and watch Crystal Skull and see. He's if I not miss what ruins. He's not. What, he's definitely not what makes it, but he's not what ruins it. Mm. It's just some bad story choices. But anyways, we have confirmation. Uh, producer Frank Marshall uh, has confirmed that James Mangold will be uh, taking over as director. And and it's good director. Is Harrison Ford going to be? Indiana this James? is his last Indiana Jones. They haven't so, announced anybody else in the cast. I'm so sure there'll be a younger. When actor. is the? I guess I guess they're probably setting it in the sixties, right? If the others are set in the. I mean, they can't make him as young as he was 30 years ago. So they're probably setting it in the 60s and 70s. I bet it's Nazi hunting. That I bet be that's great. the theme. Yeah, That would be great. Because it, you, you could argue that, no, because Temple of Doom is my favorite. But Temple the, of Doom is my favorite. But the one with the Russians it sucks because it's the Russians and yeah. it's not the Nazis. Whereas Raiders of the Lost Ark mm. and Last Crusade are Nazis. But they got to be setting it, right? And the, they set so? it in the 40s. They're probably setting it in the 60s, 70s. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. you'd think so. Something like that. Uh, James Mangold directed last year's Ford vs. Ferrari. Great film. Loved it. Uh, he did uh, 310 Yuma. He did the Lo- uh, Logan movie. Good director. Has a has a He's a good commercial director. Logan was so good. I forgot about that. He's a, he's a good commercial director. So I, I think this is a good choice. Uh, the, the principal photography has been pushed back on, or production has been pushed back in Indiana Jones 5 because of COVID, like many films. But What was the last great Spielberg movie? It's been a minute. I would have to say Munich. Mm. And that was a long time ago. That's 15 With years Eric ago, With Eric Banner. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a great movie. Great film. Great like, movie. great film where you're like, holy shit. But we're talking 15 years Probably plus. 15 years. Right? Yeah, but I mean, he's like, he, I mean, I know it's not the same, but I didn't, he produced I didn't a hate, lot. I didn't hate Ready Player One. I thought it was like a good oh, time. Oh, yeah. That was but a it good wasn't time. like- It wasn't good. It, it wasn't, it's like Spielberg directed it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah. you need it to be- Well, there was a time when you- I mean, I was just watching Back to the Future 2 last night, and like, there's just a time where you can't really touch- the things that he was doing in the he 80s didn't and 90s. Back to the Future. He didn't do Back to the Future? Robert Zemeckis did. Robert Zemeckis did. Did he produce it? 
Probably, but yeah. yeah. Spielberg Zemeckis did. did all three of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and famously, Zemeckis won't let them. He, for some reason, won't has the releasing rights or something. Won't let, let them make a sequel good. or re-release it. Good. That's probably good. Oh, it's uh, great. That IP you needs can't to get stay, better. Dude. You can't get better than those first three. Yeah. Even though Zemeckis probably needs it. He's he the, probably he needs just it more did than that anyone. fucking Steve Krell movie, the Marwin movie. That was just horrific. Oh, that was really rough. That was terrible. I couldn't get past the first 20 minutes. It's terrible. Yeah. We got some Grimes and Elon Musk news. <laughs> so oh as we, we quickly talked about, California blocked the naming of their child. Uh, we found out why. Yeah. Apparently, the registration handbook states that babies' names can only include the 26 alphabetical characters of the English language with the exception of hyphens or apostrophes. Uh, so there was like a symbol in the name. No, no. Now it's, yeah, now it's 12, but it's Roman numerals. Correct. <laughs> so it's now XAE. A dash. I don't know if that's better. XII or 12. <laughs> they're just, are they just going to call him Pete? What does your first grade teacher and call you on roll, and, on and roll she, call? Are they going to call him Pete? <laughs> like, Pete! Wouldn't it be funny if that was the end joke? They just called him Pete. <laughs> or he's that dickhead that like corrects you. No, my name's XAI 1219. 12. No, my name's Peter. My name's, uh, <laughs> and, and, and Grimes even tweeted, Roman numerals look better, to be honest. <laughs> God damn it. Imagine if she's your mom. God, you win with your dad. What are you talking about? You're, you don't have to worry about anything I can't imagine ever. Elon Musk being like that caring of a father. Though. No, he definitely not. I don't not. think he's like really... You don't like, think he's, you don't think think he's going his, to soccer practice? I think most nah. of his kids are going to the therapy, is my point. Of course they are. He's like, go but, solve a world's problem granted, before you eat. They're going into therapy with fucking like 20 billion in their bank account. So yeah, that must be nice. I'd do it. i do it too. If I was them. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't have a choice. But. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'll put right. up with the. I'll put up with the fuckery for fucking with the amount of money those guys are going to have. Before you eat, you have to fucking solve the water crisis. Yeah, oh, Dad. Uh, we we reported. Uh, we reported last month that Saint Laurent has has announced that they're dropping out of all fashion shows. The next domino to to fall on this is is what we talked about. Is these brands going away from seasons? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gucci has officially announced that they are going to be going seasonless. Um, it's going to move towards a, a seasonless future in fashion. This is announced via Instagram um, by creative director Alessandro Michel. And and Gucci is colossally bigger than Saint Laurent, right? In terms of sales mm. at the moment, Gucci's bigger. Yes. Yeah, Gucci's bigger. Gucci's a bigger company. That's a big. That's a big deal for Gucci. Gucci's owned by uh, uh, LVMH, LVMH. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Saint Laurent isn't. I think they're owned by the other one that owns Chanel. <laughs> I could be wrong. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is interesting. Uh, Michelle uh, stated, I would like to leave behind the paraphernalia of Le Motifs oh, that colonized our prior world, cruise, pre-fall, spring, summer, fall, winter. I think these are stale and underfed words. You know what? I agree with you. I agree yeah. with Alessandra Michelle. They should get rid of the fucking seasons. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Well, especially because changed. we don't really have seasons anymore. But, it was like 80 well, we degrees We talked about this. Those were created for retail. But how does it affect buying though? I'm just wondering. I think production I think it, lead collection one, two, three, four, five, six, right. and it's with a date. But you're just not bound to the same date in the same collection the following year. Got it. You know, you were a you were obviously a buyer, and I oh, yeah. used to sell stuff. Do you remember like how atrocious it was to ship a spring collection February one with? Like stuff that was made for warm weather. It was just like the most yeah, ridiculous thing. You couldn't have thing. jackets and you couldn't have like pants. You couldn't it, have sweaters. You're, but you're shipping them in, in February yeah, 1st. It was, it was just like the dumbest thing. You couldn't buy certain colors in certain seasons. It, it was so it was, weird. It was dumb. Yeah. I don't get it. We got Kanye news. We got Kanye news. <laughs> made possibly a new Kanye album, which I, I six months ago, I would have been a lot more excited. But um, reportedly, Kanye is going to be re- releasing a new album soon. Uh, according to renowned artist, author Jaffa, Kanye is uh, working on new tracks as part of an upcoming album called God's Country. I'm out. Jaffa announced uh, <laughs> West's plan for the project during a conversation he had with fashion icon Michelle Lamy. The 2019 Golden Line winner shared the discussion on social media and said fans would expect new music in the coming days. It's from his new record. It's called God's Country. What is it about Wyoming? Hopefully. And hopefully it's better than... Nah, I'm out. It, right. what, what a shitty way to announce your album from Jaffa. Well, Jaffa said he's not sure whether or not he was supposed to say anything. Right. Thanks, I don't think and how many times have we gotten album, album got, names? And, the, that, and then the album doesn't come out. I mean... Yeah, or the name changes. Kim Kardashian's like officially released when he's going to come out with an album and he doesn't do it. Right. Doesn't mean shit. No. 
It is, you know, since we're since we're talking about Kanye, it is pretty crazy. Five months removed from Jesus King. I have had zero inkling to put that album back on. Yeah, no shit. I can't believe like if you if you really look at and his we've career gone through arc, like an apocalypse. That's what I'm saying. Look <laughs> at this it. is when you want to have it on. Look at yeah, this is when you need God. Yeah. <laughs> look at the career arc though. Like I can't think of another time when there was a more forgettable album from such a huge yeah. artist in, in the middle of their career. Really, I mean, he's still. I hope it's the middle of their career. Might well, be the end of the music probably. career. Could True. be. Still could. He doesn't be. need it anymore. Yeah, fashion thing worked out okay. Yeah, um, ESPN just taking over the world uh, after the success of the Last Dance series. Uh, it's been announced that they're gonna, that they just purchased the rights to a new sports docu series on uh, none other than Jaso's favorite cuckold, Tom Brady. Now, uh, is Tom Brady's production company making this? I bet they are. I'm sure. I'm sure that they purchased most of it from uh, One Nine from Nine Productions, whatever it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you love that so much. I do love that so much. It's going to be called Men in the Arena, and it's going to focus on. Um, it's going to pro- I mean, it's going to focus on him just dominating. I have many problems with this. One, I can't stand when they make documentaries about players who are still playing. Yeah, it's because too this soon, narrative, right? this narrative that's about to it's happen, too soon. Is this is a, a huge, huge part this is of a it. Huge part of it. If he can win a championship with the Bucks without Belichick, that's a huge part of his legacy. Especially if he gets number seven. It'll probably be the most second impressive thing he's done in his career. Besides the Atlanta comeback. That's what I mean. That's crazy to think that they would make this. Belichick is the coach of the Patriots. He's the, it's very unclear. I thought he was married to Belichick. No, what's that? Giselle. Giselle, same shit. Giselle. I did look it up before we got on here. Tom Brady and Giselle are worth a net worth, have a net worth of $580 million. Not a bad go. Um, Must be nice. This Pandemic has been awful for most of us, but it's really impressive how ESPN, in my in my opinion, has rebounded really well. The NFL draft was the highest rated yep. thing. The the last dance was the highest rated documentary series. Well, of all they time. bought them forward, right? It's, they, well, they, it's, yes, they were no, smart. not the draft. They didn't mean the draft, forward. but they bought the last dance forward. But it has been interesting to see how they've pivoted. They got out from under the contracts of guys that you and I are not huge fans of, and Dan Lebetard and Will Kane, and it mm-hmm. seems like they're turning. Turning it back around. Seems like yeah, fucking Will Kane. I just feel like it, it's that weird because they it, sem- it seemed OJ like they were Michael Jordan. When when everything was going on, it seemed like they were stepping on their own dicks. They had Monday Night Football, they had the NBA, they had all the live sports, and that was kind of letting mm-hmm. them go. But now that they're starting to see, oh shit, we can make good content again. We can. We don't need Sports well, Center as a flagship program to save our oh, lives. Yeah. Hold up. Yeah. But, don't get me wrong. But, they're still but, the most popular. The last thing dance on could have been a fluke, so I don't give them all the credit yet. No, no well, everyone knew the last dance was going to be a huge hit. That's why they paid well, this, so much for it. Yeah, I know, but I'm trying to say that. Don't presume that um, that man in the arena is going to be as good. Yeah, as, I'm going to get ahead of myself with my W's, but they followed it up this weekend with yeah. maybe a better three for thirty than the last dance. Ooh. And you, if you like the last dance, I, I suggest the, I you it. you watch a couple of the old thirty for thirties yeah. that mm-hmm. Bill Simmons made. They're really good. Great docu series about sports. Bill Simmons hasn't been involved with three for thirties for years. No, I know, but it yeah. was his. It was his baby. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and finally, we got uh, we got a, a f- the first full-length trailer to the to the to the movie that could possibly save the summer box office, as they're saying, uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Yeah, we got a lot more Pattinson, a lot more Pattinson. We got a lot more about the plot. You know, I didn't even think about it, but how like what a good gamble this is going to be for somebody. You definitely want to be the movie opening weekend yeah. when you can go back. To when the you can theater. go back. Like that's it's a and really it's, gnarly thing. And to it's gamble. great. Well, and it's great. Hold on though, but I, I'm with Jason on this. And it's even cooler that it's fucking Tenet and yeah. it's not uh, Black Widow or yeah, Wonder yeah, Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is a uh, this is a that uh, I agree with. I don't think you can call Christopher Nolan on a tour, but as far as big budget uh, uh, films, he's he's it is. But you have to consider a few things. One, it is. I think it's more risky than not risky because um, one, people might not be comfortable going out yet. Just might be the way. It's very risky. And two, not every state is opening at the same time. So it's like- Well, they're saying- They're they're saying end of July. They're saying end of July. So movies are, movie theaters in certain states are are already opening up. So they're hoping by the end of July. I would push it to Christmas. 80% is going to be- I mean, I would push to Christmas. I mean, you just don't don't know people. There's so much competition in Christmas now though. I know. It's a a gamble. But it's also a Christopher Nolan movie that everybody is going to see at some point. They'll make that money eventually. For sure. And Christopher That's Nolan true. movies are... Though, on the flip side though, this is the first time Nolan, I guess Dunkirk kind of didn't... No, well, kind of didn't. 
This is the first time he's got a movie without a huge star anchoring it. Yeah. He doesn't have Christian Bale. He doesn't have Leo. He doesn't have Tom Hardy. John David Washington... Kind of, kind of a fucking that's that's a fucking hail mary. Could be a really good. Well, Pattinson, Pattinson is Pattinson's in it. not even wasn't even credited. Uh, yes, but I think that's what they're doing. I don't think here. he's. I don't uh, think Pattinson's going to be in very I, much. I feel of like it. this is his tee up to be that superstar. Oh, it definitely is. This, this is his. This, this is, is like, your coming out yeah, party for the rest of the world. This is. I'm not Twilight anymore. Yep. <laughs> well, he's not been Twilight for a bit. No, no. Given, but given, this is. But he's still Twilight in a lot of people's eyes. Wait, wait. Yeah, but he made some of the. He made the coming out party for John David Washington. Yeah, no, no, no. Pattinson no. made his coming some, um, outs happened a while ago. And his he, the movies he made last year have, yeah. were fucking he great. He has Batman coming out next year. No, what but are you Pattinson's about? made Pattinson's made phenomenal movies, but they've all been kind of like really dope indie movies. He hasn't done anything Purposely. Twilight level. Yeah, purpose. Yeah, because yeah. he had to re yeah, yeah. image himself. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like if this happens the way it should, we, we well, talked about this a few months this ago. This is right? teeing the, him up for Batman. That will the NPR interview with him is definitely something I would uh, go back and check. Exactly. He's turned into like. He's done one the f- of my favorite like working actors right now. Somehow, yeah, he's I gone agree. from like weird fucking pale guy on the on on Twilight to like if Pat- now it's to the point if he's in a movie I really want to see it. It's it's that's it's, that's easy to do though if you're worth fifty million dollars. Kind of. If it was that easy to do, and you're making not, it's, it's not if that, it was easy, that to easy to do. There's a lot of yeah, those actors just, that would have done the same thing that he's done. He he took the long route. He did a lot of very very small movies. Yeah. I mean, where everyone's giving everyone's give, giving if you got money. Uh, Adam Sandler credit for Uncut Gems. No one knew who the Safdie brothers are when he did Good Times two years ago. Yeah, it's true. You know, and it's 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 interesting. I mean, I just watched High Life the other day. This like this weird uh, space movie made. He's fucking great in it. Like you guys are just you guys are really good actors. And, it, and it's not that easy to do. I know what you're saying because he has the money from Twilight, but you're also talking about directors and production houses. Look at Kristen Stewart. Risks. She's been really selective too, and she hasn't had the same luck. Yeah, that's yet. true. Because you're asking you're asking those directors who have like to put their life's work together to bet on the guy who made the vampire movie series. Which is but Which, that's well, playing out. He now. owes he owes it's Cronenberg. I mean Cronenberg was the was like. First real, the first real like uh, like artist director that decided to work with him, and everyone was really surprised when he followed up, you know, because Cronenberg famously not famous, a lot of actors, a lot of directors do this, but he did like three movies with Viggo Mortensen, mm-hmm. and then he did three movies. His next actor to use was Pattinson, and this was right after mm-hmm. Twilight ended, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. They weren't they weren't they weren't Cronenberg's best movies by any means, but um, Taylor Lautner's had a really good career post. Great, great career. <laughs> Taylor Lautner just couldn't act. That's the di- that's the main difference there. The guy. Oh, which one's that? Act. The Wolf. The Wolf. Yeah. yeah. He was the one that inspired you to wear cargo shorts for a summer. You remember that? <laughs> uh, let's do it or out, shall we? As usual, we listen to a snippet of a track. We very simply decide whether we're in or out. First up. I'm going to save this song for last, actually, because Seb loves this song. First up, um, we have indie rock band Inhaler. The track is called Falling In. This is our deep cut. My oh my, when you talk to the ceiling, talk to yourself. What a glorious feeling, man, I like it a lot. Can't tell me to stop when I'm on. That is uh, falling in, and you're not going to believe what I just found out about this band after I after I, I did not know this before when I put this on. Guess who the lead singer is, and it kind of sounds like him too. You ready, Seb? Hey, Bono's son. That's is it. That's Paul Houston. <laughs> really? I was in, and he kind of sounds like him too. Yeah, it does sound like. Let Bono. me turn that on again, just really quick. I mean, it does have some vi- has some pop vibes, but anyways, uh, that's Inhaler falling in. That's I'm fucking in. wild. I'm in. Very cool track. Yeah. Very fun little little dancey rock song. What do you think, Chaser? I'm out. I'm not feeling it. Oh, just because we said Bono, you're out? No, I just, I, you guys, I heard you play it a second before and I was not in then. I'm still not in with the headphones on. All right. 
Hmm. Uh, we announced that uh, GEZ is going to be releasing a new album this summer, and here's the uh, first track off of it Free Porn, Cheap Drugs. Which has got to be terrible for his SEO and marketing. Drugs. Chase, you and I are you out? I'm out. Fucking out. Yeah, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm out. I don't, I don't like this song. I kind of feel like GEZ is slowly turning into ASAP Rocky a little bit. Super dope, great style, good looking kid. We want his music to be good. Everybody kind of liked his first album, but kind of liked him more. Music's just okay. Mm. Like, no one's really looking for a new GEZ album. I know he has a big fan base. And he's, uh, yeah, I don't think I've never really been that into him yeah uh that, that song doesn't do it for me either so we are all out uh next up cigarettes after sex the track is called you're all i want the words you couldn't say and every word you say That is You're All I Want, Cigarettes After Sex. I'll start us off. I don't mind Cigarettes After Sex. I don't love them, though. And this song is like all of their other stuff. It's incredibly chill. It would probably be cool in the background of an art gallery uh, or in like a uh, doing heroin in a fucking apartment in Paris. But <laughs> this, does, this song is not like an everyday song. No, this song sucks. I'm out. No, out. Wow. wow. Hard out. So, so far, this might be the first time ever. So far. Over three? Well, Jason. Majority. Or, or, yeah, majority. No, seven no. hour both in on inhaler. So, and uh, let's yeah, see if, um, if Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande can save the day. The, tra the new track is called. I'm going to give you a hint. Rain on me. They can. Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande ran on me. Sad, shame. Why don't you hit us no, with Shane, it? why don't you start? I don't like the song. I <sighs> think it's, I think I liked her first song. I see what she's doing. She's trying to go back. Her last album uh, was more or less, it was a, it was a commercial failure because she, because she, she wanted you know, to do something different. She wanted to do something different. And we all, we, we all applaud that, I think. No, we don't. I do. I think it's cool that she did that album. Know the lane. Know the lane you're and, in. And, but she can get away with it. So she's going back to what works. She couldn't because it failed. She's going back to what works. I don't think it really bothered her her bank account that much, though. 
I know because she also did Star Is Born that, uh, that, that period, and that that was that was a hit. She didn't have a total out of a year. I love that last song, the last the lead single from mm-hmm. this from this this album that was supposed to be out. This song is just like kind of basic, and I have to be real. There's some uh, like uh, I'm not saying don't take this the wrong way. I'm not saying that Dua Lipa is better than Lady Gaga because she is not. But now that we're looking at there's the the singers in that arena. And that Dua Lipa album that came out, I just don't really like that song very much. Yeah, but Lady Gaga's never really been about the singing. She's got a great, she's got a phenomenal voice. She's got a great voice, but not. I would say Dua Lipa and has a better voice. I think Dua Lipa has like the best voice there is. But um, are you in, Jason? Um, <clears throat> I'm in, and I'll tell you why I'm in because there was this moment where major labels were trying to Oops. get the best dance music producers yeah. to write pop hits. Oh yeah. And it was really hard to do. And it failed it a failed, lot of the time. failed more often than it didn't. Yeah. And this sounds like what they've been trying to do with dance music crossing It sounds like pop. Eric Prids. Like, that's what it sounds but like. But that's amazing. That's but, like, not, yeah. but, not that's his, good. but not his yeah. good shit. Yeah, but that's... Like, oh, that, but, dude, this is, this, is, this is such an awesome pop song. And I think it's a hit. I think it's going to be number one this it's week. Really of course, it has Ariana Grande and... and but it's really it progressive. You listen to that second verse and it, it literally sounds like something Size Records would have put out. No, exactly. Like I don't, exa- I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think, think, it, I don't think it's... I oh, think it's totally different for both Ariana and I, Lady Gaga I think Gaga it's different too. too. I think it's different and it's, like I was not expecting that at all. Totally campy in a different way for Gaga. It's definitely like a deeper. I buy that. I totally buy that. I think you. You know what I mean? Like it's different. It is campy, but she still has her rain. You know, she's still got her campiness in it. But fuck, I loved it. And produced by Burns. Yeah, I think it's a great track. I love the direction she's going. I think we really fucking needed it right now. I was not that interested in Chromatica. I did love the first single. I love the second single. The video, I love too. I think it's um it's uh, I'm ex- I'm dare I say it? I'm excited for this album. Mm. I think what you weren't excited when that lead single came out. I, I was, but this really is I, I was, but 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 as we're probably going to talk about later on, sometimes when you put single, uh, you know, single, 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 and maybe they all hit, and the album's a bit of a disappointment. I've got a feeling that this one will be strong. All right, that's in or out. <sighs> Man, this is going to be a tough one to talk about. But we we have to talk about it. Uh, we've been we've been in a in a very in a very uh, pedestrian way following the primaries and, and the things going on around it. Obviously, we had this argument on air about voting for Trump or voting uh, for whoever wins the Democratic Party, regardless whether regardless of whether it was going to be Bernie or Joe. Joe won. Biden has been doing some weird shit for quite a while. Been a little bit out of it. Um, on Friday, he was on the Breakfast Club with Charlemagne, which. All of a sudden, the Breakfast Club is like a new spot to hit. Camilla Harris was on it. Hillary Clinton was on it. Now Joe Biden was on it. Uh, and they, some weird shit was said. Uh, uh, for the most part, the interview was pretty, was more or less under control uh, until the end when Charlemagne started to kind of uh, prod Biden oh. a little bit on yeah. as far as like what, what he'd be doing for, uh, you know, if he feels like he owes the black community anything, what he's going to be doing for the black community if he's elected. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me just hit with yeah. what Biden said, and then we can go into it. Uh, Biden kind of fucking lost lost his temper, not lost his temper. He lost his cool, and uh, went and said, "If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black." I'm I'm jumping in. I'm totally okay with this. I, I, I'm totally okay with it. And I'm going to tell you why I'm totally okay with it. One, nobody can call him a racist. Period. He just. It's ridiculous. That's not what that, he wasn't asking. That I, wasn't the question. I, I, I understand, but let, let me continue. Um, Trump has done nothing for the African-American community. If there's anybody in politics that supported an, Afri- an African-American agenda, it's fucking Joe Biden. I agree. And what really pisses me off is this is a bad mistake from his publicist. Well, it came, hold on. Well, do you know why it would came you go up, to Char- Charlemagne? Put Charlemagne wanted. He needed. He clearly didn't have those questions vetted, and I feel that Charlemagne pushed him uh, no. to take. Yeah, no, they did push him. He was trying to. Did push him? Yeah, it went over the time. It went over the. It went over the time limit. It was a fuck. It was such. Yeah, it went a, over the it, time no, limit. I it agree. was such a grab for fucking airtime. It fucking sucks. No, it was. It was a grab for a soundbite. Is what it was. I agree. And. It, of course, it's going to come across stupid, but like, it's not even, it's so stupid at this point. 
And it seemed like kind of a hatchet job a little bit. And Char- yeah, he fucked up, but Charlemagne, like, is a Charlemagne shouldn't have been interviewing him in the first place. Yeah, he too. Yes, he should have. Absolutely, he should have. Well, then he, but then he just must have, he should have stuck to his vetted questions, like every single no, fucking I, outlet. I, I, I bet that you the to- vetted, I bet you the questions were vetted. How that started was because Biden was a proponent of the of the three strikes rule that yep. bill that Clinton the crime bill the crime bill right and that that was kind of how it came up because that crime bill has vastly affected african americans not anybody this else is, and that's where the argument started this is why i hate the democrats this is why i hate the democrats and like i equally hate more republicans but no i don't actually. what are you going to say jason no, no, no. i cut you off what are you going to say no, that's what I was going to say. Like the reason he went at him is because his track his, his track record of of the crime bill and voting in step with it has caused a lot of the people not to trust Joe Biden. And obviously a lot of people felt during uh Obama's years, including the African American community, that not as much was done. You don't for think the Obama did? how like no, no, how I, was I, I'm not, not saying uh, me. I'm saying a lot of it's people It's hard for us to say cuz none of us can speak from experience. I can't speak from experience there, but you're talking about you know, the the Shepherd Fairy Hope posters when he got elected right. and everyone thought it was going to vastly change the way African-Americans uh, lived in America. It didn't, but it did change the way they voted. It, it did, but it, but it, but they I, actually, but if you ask a lot of, a lot of African-American people, they would say that not much has changed since Obama took office till now. Yes. I don't uh, think I, that's, I don't, I don't that think that's, that's the case at all. That's so generalizing. This yeah. is what I hate about the Democrats when they do this. It's just, it's well, just- Well, this isn't productive. So if it's you're not Charla- productive. If you're Charlemagne, and also, if you're Charlemagne and you're, and you're part of the Democratic Party and you've been, I mean, the way that people have been up in arms about Trump being our president for the last almost four years now uh, has, it has been more excessive than any other president that I've ever experienced. It's been worse than George W. It's been worse well, than there's reasons worse than Twitter, that. Yeah. There's pretty good. There's no, pretty no, good I know. I agree. I, I, and I know. And the, and the biggest part was kind of the obvious, uh, the obvious, the obvious forms of discrimination in the way that tr- Trump talks and the way that Trump acted. Mm-hmm. And I don't think both. More than anybody, women and black people have not benefited, or African Americans no. have not benefited from Trump being in office. Uh, so when you get to places like this, it does turn into splitting hairs because all you're doing is damage to Joe Biden, to the chances Joe Biden has at beating Trump. Kind of, but like, but that's that's it. I mean, surely Charlemagne's agenda shouldn't have been to put this guy on the spot. Charlemagne's agenda should have been to get this fucking clown out of office. No, but you, but the, and I agree with you. No, you're totally right. Kind of. No, his agenda should have been. There's no way, especially well, new. Let me finish my thought. You're talking about a New York. You're talking about a. Uh, you're talking about New York, who's hit, hit worse than coronavirus than ever before. Like it, they're, they're they're by far in the worst yeah. state of everyone else. That's where Charlemagne represents. And instead, he wanted to get a soundbite and get traction when he should have just been getting his. If you put who are you for, Joe Biden or Trump, he would have said Joe Biden, hundred percent. Well, do you that's think a slippery right, slope though? Because you're what you're saying right now. But that's you're saying the that shit we need to play. That's the game we have. You're to play. saying as a radio host and a guy. That his job it is to ask the hard questions of candidates. Yes, that's his brand. Yeah, that's, that's his brand. And his he brand. didn't. And he, you're telling him not to ask it. Throw more softballs because he's. A he threw. He threw Kanye softballs though when Kanye did that Kanye yeah. interview. When Kanye, Kanye first interview came out. sucked. He did. He Kanye, the which, Kanye interview, which was at, which was really and everyone out of and everyone was, everyone reamed, reamed him for. It was it. really out of character for him. Uh, now my, my only question would because be because Kanye had to vet all the questions. Five. Well, it was like a three-hour interview. Like he should have hit him yeah. with some shit. Anyways, uh, he. My, what would be interesting if I'm Charlamagne, there's no way to ever answer this, honestly, but let's say Trump doesn't get reelected because this, this is part of the narrative mm-hmm. that keeps Biden from, uh, from, from getting elected. Do you think three years from now, Charlamagne would regret asking those questions? You know, or would be request, would regret eliciting that. I, I, I do, and can I no, hold on? Let me finish. I kind of do too. I, I, I do, and whether I tell you why. Because, he, because not, what's happened so. here is it's it's what whether we like it or not, it's it's been it's trying to it's it's trying to position Biden as not fully on side as the Afri- with the African American community, and that is a hundred percent not well, true. Yeah. That's yeah. These well, are, that, but I, that's I mean, you're looking at it black and white. I mean, he was the number two to the first. But I think going back to it, if you're Joe Biden, if you're Joe Biden, and you're running for president, you should be able to handle shit like this a lot more gracefully. Sure. You should have been able to I, shut that down. I know. 
it's that's so true. easily and, and in a way that was convincing. And in some ways, you could look at that as an opportunity, right? Yep. Because but, Biden does have the track record. Biden served as the vice president to the only black president we've ever had. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's you what know, he's saying. If you're whether for him or Trump, then you ain't black. I, I'm stupid to say, but I don't think it's I, it's way too big of a deal. A, a white person can't say that. Well, yes, correct. And here's here's where I, I see I, Biden I at this point. I don't think a white person should be allowed to say that. The, the problem with Biden at this point is it seems like he's in this weird spot where he's trying to play the Trump game. You're absolutely right. But he, he knows that, that, but like his base is- No, I think Jason's right. I think there's this weird thing where it's like, I'll be a little bit looser. I'll be a little bit more loose. Like I'm gonna, to. I'm gonna say- People are gonna see that I'm, that I'm being off, honest man. too. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna be or no, this. he said it was worse. He cussed. You're full of shit. You're full of shit. Full yeah, of yeah. Shit. He's, he's, said, he's saying these Which things- Which I didn't mind that, that one. That's a lot different than saying you ain't black. Yeah, you're I know. <laughs> but he's trying to be a little, like a little bit looser with the things that he's saying. He's trying to be a little bit more like rugged and whatever. And it it's just- He's copying Trump's brand to try to appeal to those people right. in the middle, and, and it's the lowest, not. It doesn't not like work. The lowest common denominator, too. Yeah, you're, is, it's low hanging fruit. It's like the people that read like. It's just like this is not what we want. We want. We, yes, it is more important that Trump gets replaced, but we don't want. It doesn't mean we want another another dipshit in office. You know. I don't. But again, I don't. It goes back to that whole conversation we had like seven weeks ago. At some point, you just have to pick. <coughs> you have to pick a side. Nor do I. I'm, yeah. I'm more Republican, but, leading with financial. But, but here is the problem, and this is what mean, we saw in the last yeah. election. When it came down to it, whether it's right or wrong, liberals, Democrats, when it came down to it, they didn't really like Hillary, and a lot of people. Yeah. Same thing this time. Felt wrong that Bernie got pushed out, and they're pushing Biden on us. A lot of people are not going to show up and vote. But, but that, the difference, but the difference the is a lot of people thing. didn't like Hillary, but I think they assumed that she would win without their yeah, vote. Yeah, exactly. This time, everybody kind of knows that they have to go vote. They go yeah. vote. That's, that, and that was my thing about but, our But think whole about it. That's is, the caveat. It's not that Biden's better. It's that people feel like they need to go out and vote is what we're saying here. Because I think Biden is less evil than Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I think he's probably I like I, I feel more comfortable voting for Biden than look, I do. At, at, at this stage, I think it's all safe to say this fucking guy has to go. So it's it's at some point you just have to pick a side yep. where you're more leaning. And I think um if if I was African American and I'm not, and I have no idea what it's like to have to deal with the society and everything else that comes with that. I would say if I was to look at who's done more for the African American community, Biden or Trump, I'm going to pick now, Biden what do you think, nine, what, now, what do you think nine happens, times out of ten. What do you think happens if Biden goes back on his word about having a female uh, VP and he won't. And, and ends up he's talking about Cuomo now? No. What do you think will happen? Is he really? He's talking about Cuomo now. Ooh, that he was says the, I picked the best person for the job. God damn, that was how he body That's slammed, how he body slammed, slammed a, a Bernie. Bernie in that, yeah. in that thing. And yeah. everybody assumed it would be Kamala Harris too, yeah. which would help him a lot right now with that comment. Kamala Harris, though, wouldn't be a smart choice only because she's from California and it's like already, that's that state's locked I don't up. think it's a big deal. I think it, it would And not to say that she's not qualified, but I feel oh, like whenever Kamala you pick Harris, a VP, But I don't think she is qualified, though. That's no, a good point. No, she is. She's Not she's to definitely. be vice president. Qualification to be vice president are fairly low. <laughs> Look at Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. Like, I mean, you don't really do. Valid. Have you ever seen the show Veep? Yeah. <laughs> 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 totally, totally valid, but you'd want... Dick Cheney did a yeah. lot. Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney actually started did, a war. Dick yeah. Cheney did more <laughs> than, up than, than shit. W did. All right. all right, let's move through but it. Let's can talk. we all just agree this is stupid? It's just stupid on I both sides. I don't think it's stupid. This I is, think I th- think Biden's camp it needs to regroup. It needs to like really think about their strategy and have a sit down yeah, with, with fucking him. Fucking damn it. I worst. think I think Barry O needs to fucking sit Biden down and be like, hey, motherfucker. Just chill. hire the same fucking just, team Barry just, fucking just had. Shut the fuck up. And fucking you'll win. Just this. Write it out. Yeah. Write, like here's the, here's the only thing that I, I at first I think this the the Dems were okay with coronavirus is definitely not helping Trump right to this point. Especially oh, the guy was out golfing. This. It's being perpetuated by the Democrats yes. because it hurts Trump. Yeah. Correct. I mean, he's lost. But, they're saying he's lost Florida. But I mean, Biden's like, that's but Biden's not been able to to campaign. And when he is doing interviews, they've been. Little rough. Yeah, but by still, by, who are you August, take? by August, who are you though, he'll take? be able to do. He'll be able to campaign. That's what a bit that more. this. The, I think the the coronavirus is going to play the biggest role in this election. 100%. Not 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 what either of these guys says down the stretch. It's literally going to be seen. how much how many people are going to be back at work by the time the election comes around and how how which scares me a little bit. How deep can, I, scares, scares, can I tell you? Me. Can I tell you? Because if if the more people that are back at work, you would think logically by November would mean the more chance that Trump has of winning, being reelected. Yes. But which which is fucked up too. Yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 hold, hold on. But that's because yeah, you're not my, rooting against our own here, people. No, right? yeah. but, but here's my thought on it, right? Um 
I think in terms of getting the African-American vote and almost like these minority, I don't know if that's saying the right word, but these these kind of segments of votes, um, you've got to remember that the number one and number two jobs that people have lost are servers and cashiers, which is primarily a working class set of jobs. If the economy bounced back, which it, it might do, it's still not going to have the positive ramifications on that set of people. So I don't know, even if the economy, right. if the economy doesn't bounce back, or it does well, bounce back, I don't know if the economy be bouncing much of a back different. and people being back at work are two different things. Yeah, the economy could be bad, no, and people could be back I, at work. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. But, but um, all the jobs you're talking about are going to come the jobs back. Aren't, yeah, but the jobs people aren't, aren't going to stop no. going to restaurants and yeah. stuff. All that stuff's going to come back eventually. Yeah, but not as quick no, but as like I don't want it to. I don't want it, my, my point is, I want it to happen as fast as possible. Yeah. If this thing is being, if this thing is, I don't know. It's it's a, then we get into conspiracy theory territory, and I don't want to. Do I mean, that, he but. could push the election. I mean, there's there's a whole. Oh, there's know. rumors that he wouldn't leave. There's rumors that, that coming out that he won't leave office if he's elected. Like he's that's that's what he's saying that he's that stupid. He won't leave office if he's not really? elected. He just won't acknowledge not it. Really. But there would be there's what? a lot of safeguards in place to keep him from doing something like that. Yeah, yeah. Someone's got to take him out. All right, boys. We are finally here. It's uh, it's it's almost June. Uh, Eighteen months ago, we got uh, what was the name of their last songs and car songs for music and cars? Was their last album? Um, I feel like it was a little more eloquent than that. Or a little more weird. Anyways, 1975 uh, released something released online. An, released an album. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, oh my God! Uh, song for something online, relationships, online relationships. Something, something like that. Yeah. Brief inquiry in online relationships. Yes. Yes. There we go. Well, Brief then, inquiry in online relationships. Isn't that the name of this album? No. Notes on a conditional form. Okay. No. So we got 18 months ago. We got probably. I, I'm just speaking for seven myself. Our favorite album of, of 2017. Definitely our favorite rock album. No question. I still listen to the album. Uh, 1975 completely mixed up their formula, dropped like a 20 track smorgasbord, um, and really radicalized the way they sound. Kind of moved out of pop fandom and went into uh, quite a bit more sounds. Uh, they were supposed to release an addendum album right after that, um, but 18 months later, here we are. Uh, Notes on a conditional form dropped on Friday, leaked on Tuesday. We didn't listen to it until Friday though. I think all of us listened to this album quite a bit over the weekend, which we didn't do the first time around. Which because uh, no. the first time around, our first response to you the still last weren't album, fully in. None of us were fully in the first I time was. we listened to it. Oh, okay, and then we came back the next week. And we're like, wow, this is actually really good. Uh, brief inquiry into on iron relationships right. is what I'm talking about. No song on unconditional form drops. Seb, you were I saw a text from you that this is fucking amazing or album of the year. Uh, and I'm, I'm Jaso, you said I like it. I'm uh, retracting that now. Well, yeah, that's what I think we're going to get to. I was quiet because I wanted to, uh, I didn't want to make the same mistake as I did with the last album. Um, let's look at the reviews real quick before we go to our own personal opinions. This album is being reviewed very well. Um, Stereo Gum is saying that um, in our premature uh, album review, uh, they somehow found a way to inflate her even further without exploding and called it their biggest, brashest, most polarizing effort yet. Uh, Pitchfork is giving it an 8.0 out of 10. That's amazing. Saying Matt Healy, the infant terrible of pop rock, which is a great, great... Uh, uh, calling Matt Healy, that is pretty funny. <laughs> Pushes his band all in with a long, messy experiment that just so happens to peak with some of their sharpest songs ever. Uh, Ellie Watson of DIY, DIY wrote that among all the killer, there's also a lot of filler. Yeah. Um, uh, filtered the... Despite its... Uh, or I'm sorry. Despite its moments, despite its moments are brilliant, the band should have filtered the cacophony of ideas a little more if they were to match the quality of their previous album, which I do agree this with is, that. That's yeah, pretty that's my statement on. too. Um, and then yeah, I mean now down and down. The only so far I've the only really bad uh, review I've seen is from Paste, where they've just called it um, inconsistent, calling it dubbing it an exhausting chaos, and give it a five point one out of ten. Uh, Seb, you're that's your band. You love. You, you've always said that you would take them number one in your in your fantasy band or your fantasy record label. So you start us off. Talk to us about the. Few, I wish we could have started this segment off with a supercut of Seb. All the different times Seb oh. sucked Matt Healy's dick on on air. Just like oh, Matt Healy. Um, whatever you do is maybe great. this is going to be a grower like the last one. Um, but I will. Ellie Watson of DIY is absolutely, she's in the same mind frame I'm at. There are some incredible songs, some of my favorite songs that they've done. There's just a lot of not so great stuff. That's just where my head's at. Um, 
I'm with you. And, and I'll tell you why. Because I was listening to this in my backyard on Sunday, Too long. And I was- Too fucking long. Album was I think long. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't that it was too long, but, but the songs were just so disjointed that you went from one song <laughs> yeah. that I really, really liked. Yes. And then the next song, you're like, is this the same well, album? So, so can or I did, take, my, did right. my Sonos just decide to- and flip so into something else. That's why the last record worked because it sounded like a factory records record from like fucking 1981. Like it, the like whole a, thing. Uh, it sounded like even like with factory records sprinkled with some talking heads. Yeah. yeah. And it, some Devo was, and like. It was cohesive. It was this was schizophrenic. It was cohesive without being weird. Yes. Well, it was kind of weird, oh, but it was cohesive. But you could understand it, is my point. This, this album is doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's, it's down. It's a fine line. And I think that's where the problem was. Whatever the, the thought process is, with not because I think you hear songs in this album that sound like the last album that are really fucking good. Uh, um, Frail State of Mind, I think, is like Great. one of the it's the best song on the album for sure. It's one of my favorite nineteen seventy five songs. There's beats on this album and there's parts of this album. The birthday party is great. Um, the me and you together song. I mean, there's the, the one with the that we that we played on here with the saxophone is a mm -hmm. fucking great song. They don't have. It's funny because we said this about their last album when we said they don't have uh, somebody else or the sound level banger, right. but then they ended up having other shit that was just as, that was pretty fucking yeah. dope. This album they don't have "Love It If We Made It" or "Me Two Time Two Time" level right. hits even, uh, and it's weird. It's a little. It is. It's way too disjointed. And I think they, I, th it feels like they took too long to make this record, and it in this case it kind of hurt them. I don't know if they took too long or if they didn't work long enough on it. Because you're right, there is. Well, it sounds like they added a bunch of sounds. I don't know this for uh, yeah. a fact, but like that roadkill song, what the fuck is going yeah. on in that See, song? See, I, I said I was talking to you guys about this this weekend, and it felt like we got, like he's like it almost felt like Matt Healy had multiple personality disorder, and we got like yeah. seven different personalities across the album. Like there were songs that were. He probably does. That one song sounded yeah, he's like so, he's dealing with sobriety. Like that's a fucking weird. That's what thing I mean, to deal like with going from heroin to being sober yeah. to being like. Pop. And there's no question, and that's like, the interesting it, thing about this. There's no question that uh, Healy and uh, his brother, I think, is one of the main mm -hmm. producers, and then the drummer writes a lot of the shit. Are fucking geniuses. Like they, yeah. they really are the real deal. It's just like they really went for it on this album, and I and there's aspects of that of which I appreciate, in the sense of like artistry. And, and having instrumentals. And, and having instrumentals. Yeah. And, and the instrumentals are fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They actually needed lyrics though. Yeah. yeah. The instrumentals are great. They have this one song that has only like two lines on it. And it, if the song had verses, it would be amazing. The two lines are awesome. I, I agree. I think if, if anything, if you look at this, the, the whole body of work, it felt like there was a lot of really good ideas. They just didn't know how to put the story together. It wasn't arranged in the proper order to sound like Oh, this is a body of work. Like we talk about it a lot on this show, where we say things. Which there's parts of that that I'd like. Like if if I'm them, like you're fucking tired and you want to fuck with people and like whatever. I agree, but they but, but, but it doesn't but as a consumer, feel like they I don't actually. Like, did I don't think they landed it. They didn't. They didn't. That's what I mean. They didn't. That's the risk. Would we prefer this record if it was half as long? I don't I know. Would. If it cut, if it cut some of the sh like yeah. the the roadkill song out and yeah, like, there's I, just songs that are just to me it just good. felt a little the, bit the, of a the, collection the guy's of, song that song is still like just so it's it felt like half of a new album and then a collection of B sides that was my problem. it felt like a they did it felt like I think I texted you guys it felt like a mixtape after the uh, brief inquiry and in yeah. online relationships yep. like there was there was remnants songs of it there's yeah, veins are, of yeah, it but like B sides but then there were songs that just didn't that's what I mean I feel like they just they it's not a terrible album. No. It's no, not, not terrible. Ends. It's no. not what I wanted. But there are some killer songs on it and they're going to carry the record. Like I said, me. Frail State of Mind is yeah. one of my favorite songs of this year. Yeah. It's different. Birthday it's, party. It's, it's a vibe. Like, it's, it's, it's trippy. It's cool. I, and then they do, like, there's certain things that happen. I was, we're talking, like, there's lyrics. If you listen to the lyrics, like, there's a song where he talks about the, the fucking in a car smoking heroin lyric but he talks about it in another never. song saying i never fucked in a car i did it on a bed laying down like just shit like that it's like i hear you matt that's pretty good that's pretty good that's pretty good yeah uh no it's not a terrible album i'm gonna give it like a 6.7 though i think that's but i'm there with you and it's not this isn't i'm not i'm disappointed but i'm not like i don't think it's gonna hurt their career and um no, it's not. I, I uh, not by I, the critical reviews. There's I mean, some great there's... songs on there, and at the end of the day, 
a couple great songs will carry a body of work. I just, you know, this is one of the bad, this is one of the risks you take by having 22 songs on a record. 80 it's minute, 80 minute long album. They're just not. It's, it's long. Yeah. It's really long. It's a, it's a 7.5 for me, but it's also in that, what to me, they're not going to fail because they are, they've become the new media darling. They have, they're they're like pushing into that place where like well they're really eccentric. The reviews, it no seems one like. no one will yeah, hate on them. They're weird. They're weird. They're not. I don't see them getting bad reviews for a very long time, no matter what they put. Well, out. it doesn't look like they're really getting bad reviews. It no, just I'm will saying be interesting I don't. the way that that their fans react to it. Uh, and I also like go back to like we. There's a lot of people that come on the show that are like I don't understand how you guys like 1975 so much because. There's so many makings of the way that he sounds as a vocalist and the way their earlier songs sounded that make yeah. them kind of sound like a boy band a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they, when they're not a boy band, not at all. They uh, do. I mean, you guys might hate me for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway, fuck it. They are the closest band to Radiohead we've had in a long, long time. But that's where they went wrong with this album because it feels like they were going for that Agree. so much. Yes. Agree. And it's Agree. like, come on. They were trying. Uh, they leaned they into were that. Trying on yeah. They one. leaned into it. They I totally agree. But if you, if you were to say to me that 15 years into the future, um, Matt Healy doesn't erase it or something like that. I could, I could see that actually happening. I, I think in general, and like, Radiohead always had cohesion, like be, within yeah, albums. I, look, I'm not saying album career, to album might have sounded different, but go ahead, I'm just go. saying being this large and having the radio success you have to to do the things they're doing now is backwards to the rule, which we always no. Talk I about. agree. I, I I think they're doing things right now that people will appreciate ten years from now. I agree. I don't know if I, it's not an album to be ashamed of. It's not an album to be ashamed of. Like no. this is this is probably not a good album for them. But if we look back at their body of work, it's okay. This is a small miss in, in a sea of pretty Especially good. Especially for a band that's it's like that miss. lives somewhere in like the rock space and the pop space, and like that's a really and weird the electronic place. space. The electronic, it's a weird place to be right now. And kind of the R and B space. It's like fucking weird. Yeah, you they're guys very jazzy. This. Two years ago or a year and a half ago, when you were talking about on the show, I I was not in. Like I was like, this is terrible. I can't right. get into it. And it and they slowly won me over. It's funny because their last album, I don't know if you remember the album well enough, but they had the song on it called I Love America. I like America and America likes me or something. Yeah, yeah. And I love the song. And I remember listening like, fuck, I'd like to hear more songs like this. But then coming back to the conclusion of like, eh, it might be a case of like too much, too much frosting on the cake. Mm-hmm. And then this album, it doesn't feel like they put too many of those songs on those, this yeah. album. It was like, yeah, okay. I don't need to hear that. I don't need to hear that. Feels like some unnecessary filler. That's where my head's at. So... Uh, Seb, you're agreeing with my 6.7 rating. Jason, what are you giving it? I'm I'm saying like a 7.5. How many inches on your cock would you give it? Because <laughs> you have 12. So 14.7. We we've, we've got 12 to work with. 17 inches. <laughs> Pitchfork does out of 10. That's we do out of 12. <laughs> Where on Jason's cock do you line up? Oh, it's a solid, it's a solid, solid 16.3. <laughs> All right, let's do W's and L's. I'm going to start us off. Sponsored by a Subway. <laughs> Uh, I have a W. I have, a, I have two W's for HBO. One of them's an addendum to my my W last week. Uh, one of them, HBO, like silently dropped this documentary called "The Price of Everything," and it's about the art market, mm-hmm. the the high end art market, and kind of like the pricing and a lot of a lot of coon stuff. And, uh, and then it, it's a, a ton of it's got a ton of artists in it and art dealer. Really fucking dope art. Have you seen it? I saw. I, w- I was watching a little bit of it. It's so pretty good. interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting. The um. Really great, just dropped. Um, and then I talked about this this movie, this show last week, but just because I realized there's more to it, uh, the Ruffalo show, This Much Is True, that I was telling you guys to watch. I, I just realized Derek C. and Frank direct, is directing the entire show. Uh, he, he directed Place Beyond the Pines and Blue Valentine mm-hmm. and uh, really good filmmaker. And then the Dark Horse, out of nowhere, we just finished up with uh, uh, The Last Dance, a Michael Jordan documentary. And, and ESPN just dropped another, they dropped a four-hour Lance Armstrong documentary on Sunday. The first two hours premiered. I've seen all the Lance Armstrong stuff, read a lot of the stuff. This is a phenomenal documentary. Really? Riveting. Um, the, the next part is uh, next week. Um, really good. I have no else. Amazing. No else. I got just one W, mm-hmm. um, which you guys talked about last week, but the LSD thing, the the the... Netflix, oh, so good. It's awesome, isn't it? It's so good. I took some LSD this weekend, though. Oh, you did? Yeah. I didn't. (laughs) Have you watched it yet? No. I tried watching it on Saturday, but I was really tired and I fell asleep. It's really high. You maybe not want to watch it when you're tripping. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, Especially when they talk about the bad trips. But um, yeah, yeah, it was a really great documentary. It was, You know what was nice about it? It was like, 
It wasn't so heavy. Have there a wasn't nice really trip, a, yeah, called. have a nice trip. There wasn't really a storyline. It was just basically a collection of all these people talking about trips, and that was it. It was kind of fun. The ASAP Rocky story is so oh, yeah. He's just like so out there, dude. Yeah, there's no beginning, middle, and end. It's basically Sting going, oh, fine, you know, this and did that. Deliberate, yeah, exactly. It's 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 good. It's worth a watch. Um, I only have one W this week, um, but W for golf. Um, golf had the charity drive that they did. Tom Brady and uh, Phil Mickelson played against Tiger and Peyton Manning, and they did this last year, but it was just Tiger versus Phil, and they did not I think they played for $5 million last year. This year, they did $20 million, They raised $20 million for charity for nice. COVID-19. Six million people tuned in to watch Tom mm. Brady play golf, which is incredible uh, ratings. Was he good? No, he's not very good. Peyton's not bad. Uh, Peyton, Peyton and uh, Tiger ended up winning, and I think people were just excited that the Masters comes back. Masters and who? Is, and Brady got Mickelson? Brady got Mickelson, yeah. Mm. And... Um, they're bringing the Masters is conf- Masters was one of the Didn't first. Didn't Brady things. hit like one, like an early Brady or something? Yeah, he, he, had like he one. chipped in from like one eighty. Yeah, like it was nuts. But uh, the Masters is one of the first major sporting events to say they're going to come back in November yeah. this year. It's usually it would have already happened in April already. But yeah, and they're saying and they're saying NBA is coming back July fifteenth. Yep, we're getting sports back here, which is great. But it's it's pretty NBA and MLB. Yeah. MLB, NBA, NHL just put together a plan to come back as well this year. But, and then NFL. I feel like NHL play. would be an easy one to bring back because you could easily watch NHL on the ice without fans and it would still be dope because they're not they're separated already anyways. With glass. Yeah. Right. With glass, so it doesn't really matter. The other ones will be interesting. Yeah, the NBA stuff, I mean, it seems like they're all going to play in Disney World in Orlando, which is a trip. They're going to play yeah. all the games in one spot. And they're even talking about doing seating one through 16, which is a way for them to test out this new thing. And then, so there won't be with Eastern West. Yeah, it's it's not because Sunday, uh, the French Open is supposed to start. So that was the first major tennis one that didn't uh, start on time. Yeah. Do they know when they, when do they? Oct- October. October. Yeah. A Memorial Day I'm weekend. I'm assuming the US Open is going to be weird in, in August. Yeah. I mean, a Memorial Day weekend without baseball just feels like random yeah. and weird. Like the fact that there was no baseball or no sports on. I don't know. I think we're at day 65 into this thing and it's starting to feel. Sounds like, it sounds like it's almost over for the most part. Let's hope so. Fingers but, crossed. Even just got a text message about our uh, men's basketball league right now. Ooh, I cannot wait to go back and do that. Yeah, Seb Sports Ball. That's all I got. All right, boys. Good episode. Nice work. Yeah, Black. Killers episode next week. Killers episode. <laughs> <laughs>